It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Sam, happy Thursday. How are you? Happy Thursday, guys. Good to be with you. I'm, I'm hanging in there. You know, we're getting a little busier this time of year, as you can imagine. <laughs> Yes, that, which is a good thing, of course. And uh, Gordon and I were just sure. talking uh, about your latest uh, at the Athletic. Uh, you had a, you talked to an anonymous scout, anonymous coach, and an ex- anonymous executive uh, about uh, the the different series. And I guess my question would be: Are you surprised that their opinions differed as much as they did? No, um, I was actually just talking off the air to Austin about this a little bit. I mean, I've I've done variations of this kind of story you know quite a few times before and it's funny because on the one hand I I had two reactions for one like appreciation that they're willing to help because obviously you know it goes without saying nobody's getting paid here nobody's under any obligation so it's kind of like a an appreciation there but also kind of reminds you that even though these guys um, do this every day all day and they are the experts that that everything is subjective, you know, like you hear opinions that, that you uh, disagree with and you hear opinions that surprise you and they're, they're rooted in information. And, and again, people who are living and breathing this stuff, but it just kind of reminds you that, that, uh, you know, everything is to, to some degree subjective. Actually, one guy is getting paid. The guy who's putting it all together, Sam, right? <laughs> Hopefully that's the goal. I got to ask you what you thought of that game last night between the Lakers and the Warriors. I loved it. Um, I just saw the ratings came out. I'm not. I'm not a TV ratings guy, but you don't have to be good at the, those numbers to, you know, have your your eyes kind of jump out of your head a little bit. Um, I think I think they said it was the best NBA game since the 2019 West Finals. I think I saw. And wow. So uh, it's certainly funny um to me that the king and the the guy who is you know the the closest thing to the you know if you had to pick one player who is the face of the nba it's lebron and he's the one who would come out and say whoever came up at the play-in tournament should be fired and lo and behold everybody's uh pockets are getting filled by this thing that he conceivably didn't like but my goodness did it end up looking to be a very smart move now you know the, the the rub next year that I think they'll probably revisit is the question of you know it is obviously going to survive in some form. I do wonder if they find a way to potentially protect the seven seeds a little bit more. Um, I've heard some discussion about you know the idea that if you're above 500, if you're however you know maybe you pick an arbitrary number, if you're two games ahead in the seventh spot, then there, you know, maybe there's a threshold where you're not part of the playing situation and, you know, you don't get pulled into this chaos. But the, the backside of that, of course, and, you know, the, the other factor is that the chaos itself is what people wanted to tune into. And, boy, was it fun. So, I mean, I, I've really missed uh, watching LeBron and Steph go at it. And those guys are just incredible ball players that people got to make sure – they appreciate because they're going to be gone at some point. 
Sam Amick is with us uh, from The Athletic here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Sam, let's uh, assume for a moment that uh, Golden State wins on Friday. What do you think about uh, a Warriors-Jazz first-round matchup? It would be dynamic. I'm not ready to assume it, to be honest with you. I hear you. We can definitely go down that road with that assumption. But Memphis is good. And, and when the Warriors got them a couple games ago, you know, I don't know if you guys watched that game, but it's like, man, if Dylan Brooks didn't foul out, in that game, then who knows? Because he was giving Steph Curry the business defensively, and, and he's a handful. So if the Warriors do pull it out, I think the Jazz would have their hands full. And it's not something I think I would have said three weeks ago or a month ago. They've really turned it on at the end of the year, and it's had this butterfly effect where Steph has been so special that it then seems to have compelled Draymond to – you know, kind of exact or, or I guess, uh, you know, engage his superpowers and really being all in in a way that maybe he wasn't early this season. And then they have a bunch of shooters. It's kind of a light version of the Jazz where it's the Jordan Pools and the Watson Scott Andersons and the Ken Bazemores and these players that, you know, you guys saw the game last night. Steph wasn't even scoring early on and the Warriors were up 10, 12, 13 points. So, yeah, you know, I, I I think out of respect and like in terms of body of work, I would certainly pick the Jazz, but you know I think they would need to be careful. You know, I, I couldn't help but keep thinking about what if this team had Clay Thompson right now? You know, oh yeah, they wouldn't be in the uh, yeah. play-in scenario. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. and that's it though. They set the stage for that, which is where if you spin it toward next season. You kind of go, okay. I guess they're they're going to be back in the mix, and they're going to be among the elite for sure. We got word uh, today that uh, Donovan Mitchell practiced with the team, and it looks like he's a go for Game One on Sunday against whomever. Uh, obviously, uh, you got to have your star players in order to play your best. But uh, do you think it's going to take him a while, or is? I don't know what the norm is, Sam. I, I mean, do these guys just show up and they're ready to go? I, I mean, I don't think so. And that's where I would be worried, uh, you know, and I should know the answer to this. I hate admitting that I don't. What's what's the the feeling on, on Mike Conley and, and on the health front? Oh, he's he's good to go. He uh, played uh, the last two okay. games of the year and it seemed to be fun. Last two. All yeah. right. And, and, and so, you know, I mean, that's where, like, what was interesting about that, Sam, is that Mike made an immediate difference. I mean, you could – Yeah. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't that particular – what did he shoot the first game, Jake? I think he was two of seven from the floor. But the second game, he had nine assists, and it's just everything ran smoother, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, LeBron's a good example, and, you know, it's probably flattering to, you know, that I have no problem. Like, I mean, Donovan is the Jazz's version of LeBron. Um, and so LeBron comes back from the ankle injury and yes, he ends up being the hero with his shot. Yes. He gets the triple double, but for most of the game did not appear to be himself, which is a hell of a compliment because he was pretty darn good, but it, it seemed like a guy who was still fighting and still struggling. And they even had a, a fairly regimented minutes plan where they were trying to control his time. And that's the stuff that would make me nervous for the Jazz is that, you know, Donovan getting comfortable, you know, you're going to be kind of sitting there going, okay, take your time. 
Uh, just kidding. Don't take your time. Like, we need you now, you know, because Steph and company can, can put you in a double-digit hole in the blink of an eye. So I think it could be – I mean, we're, we're going to have potentially really interesting first-round matchups in the West. You know, the Lakers-Phoenix one is, is, is crazy on its own. I mean, you got Chris Paul with his kind of tortured postseason history – coming in, you know, with the top seed, you know, one of the top seeds, and LeBron obviously looking like the favorite to knock his buddy out early. So that's not normal. That's where Utah and Phoenix are uh, looking, fair or not, you know, looking somewhat vulnerable, um, even though they're at the top of the standings. Uh, stay, uh, staying in the Western Conference, what do you think is the most evenly matched uh, playoff series? Um... Clippers, Mavs, and Nuggets, Blazers is pretty close. I mean, I, for the sake of picking one, I guess I would say Nuggets, Blazers. I, and, and a little bit of recency bias, I did an interview with Damian Lillard that came out today and talked to him quite a bit about the Nuggets. And, like, you know, I, I when I brought up the series to Damian, I had highlighted very quickly that they obviously have no Jamal Murray, Will Barton's got a hamstring problem. Monte Morris has been out until recently. And, you know, when I, I should have known better, when I kind of framed it that way with him, of course he was like, no, we're not paying attention to any of that. And he had a line about how, a, you know, a wounded animal is the most dangerous kind of animal. And so I think, you know, his point was you have the MVP, which he gave his opinion that he thinks Jokic is the MVP. And you have a team that has fought pretty well, even when they were missing guys as far as the Nuggets go. And then the Blazers are this Jekyll and Hyde team that while they've won 10 out of 12 coming in, they still have major questions defensively. And so I think that series is fairly evenly matched. I would be surprised if it doesn't go six or seven games. And, uh, you know, I had the – my prediction was Denver coming out of it by a hair, but but it wouldn't shock me to see it go the other way. Jake is pretty high on the Clippers, Sam, but we've had some guests on who just do not believe in the Clippers because I guess because of what's happened in the past and the mental side of it and whatnot. What do you what do you make of that team? Yeah, I don't know what to think just yet um, because first of all, if you ask me to pick a team where you know the lack of access and not being in the locker room has been, you know, the most damaging it would be the Clippers because I don't know them. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not around them. Now, the reason people don't believe in them is you got, you know, Paul George with his major, major playoff struggles last year. And you got Kawhi, who even though he's tremendous, first of all, I want to, I'm actually doing a piece kind of looking at a bunch of stars in their playoff history that will probably be out tomorrow. And it's like, you know, we, we kind of let Kawhi off the hook. He was just as bad when it mattered most uh, against um, the, um, gosh, why am I forgetting, the Nuggets last year as anybody. And Ty Lue is the guy that I believe in with the Nuggets. I'm sorry, with the Clippers. Uh, sorry, guys, the puppy is causing issues in my household here. <laughs> Go with the puppy again. Um, <laughs> the dang puppy is killing me. Um so I don't trust them fully, but talent matters a lot. And I do think I have a hard time thinking that they haven't evolved as a group, given what they went through, you know, last year in the bubble. 
Uh, the Jazz have some some uh, candidates for awards. Sam, want to get your your thoughts on uh, if uh, you would vote for them, I, or or your thoughts on their candidacy? I suppose Quinn Snyder for Coach of the Year, uh, Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles uh, candidate for Sixth Man of the Year, and Rudy Gobert for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, how many do you think get it? I don't know. I mean, Sixth Man to me is an interesting one. Uh, I had a hard time making up my mind there and I feel like it's more of an inexact science than any other award arguably so you know I ended up going Jordan 1 and Joe 2 so it was a jazz heavy ballot Um, but that that was a tough pick Joe is significantly more efficient um, than Jordan but I just feel like when you talk about explosiveness and like you know those 30 plus point nights at the office that that really mattered for the Jazz, especially at different times when they didn't have their big guns that Jordan, you know, carried that load in a, in a star caliber kind of way quite a bit. So he kind of, you know, he got the edge for me there. Um, you know, I had Rudy as defensive player of the year. Um, I definitely think he'll win that award. I'd be stunned if he doesn't. And, you know, I mean, I've had spirited debates on my podcast with, colleagues about Ben Simmons and the, the you know kind of the, the debate about wing defenders versus bigs and I get all that but I'd be really shocked if Rudy didn't win it uh and Jake am I leaving anybody out there that you uh, mentioned? I mean Donovan you... was oh sorry Sam go ahead yeah I just I don't I think I don't know I think Donovan's gonna have a hard time getting on one of the all NBA teams which is probably not fair but uh in this league Today, I just you know it's it's a uh, I mean three teams and, and six guards is pretty tight company. So I'm curious to see you know how he comes out on that front too. Sam, I'll bring this up with you because I know you're a deep thinker and beyond just the X's and O's and and uh, whatnot with the games themselves. But I don't know if you had a chance to see the video of the Utah Jazz players presenting scholarship awards. Yeah. Um, I wrote a column about it today uh, that's posted at sltrib.com. I, I, I don't think I'm easily impressed, but I'm telling you, that, that, that uh, it got dusty in the room for me a little bit to watch that <laughs> and to watch the way those players, they cared. I mean, there was a perspective with those players as they were giving these out. A pretty cool thing to see if you saw it. It was, and I actually I haven't talked to the Jazz about it. I would love to. I'm a sucker for the backstory, so I would love to know kind of. And actually, I mean, to be honest, I should call our guy Tony Jones, who obviously covers the Jazz so well for the Athletic. I think that'd be a fun story. Is is uh, you know whose idea was it and how did it come about? Uh, it obviously went viral, and in today's day and age, I mean, you're right, Gordon. I'm you know I do. Um, I am analytical that way, and, and I'm a sap, too, where it gets dusty for me at different times when I see positive things. And to have that kind of a positive moment or so many of those moments become go viral is so cool because the sad part about social media and the Internet more often than not is that it's the negative stuff that goes viral. So it's not easy to go viral in that fashion, and sure enough, I had already seen it on my, you know, my everyday NBA Twitter feed. And then this morning I walked into my in-laws house to drop my sons off 
uh, they do their schooling at the in-laws house for now. And I walk into their family room and I see the jazz clip on good morning America on the television. And it's getting, you know, major play nationally from Michael Strahan and that crew. And I thought that was pretty neat. That's like a, that's a, uh, a media space that's pretty tough to permeate. And, and obviously it made its way there. So I think what made it too is you already hit on this is like the, the genuine nature of the reactions on both sides. You didn't have these, you know, these pro athletes that are so often the fans might presume that they're, you know, the heads are so big all the time and they don't care about anybody else. And it's like, man, you just had dudes with big smiles on their faces just relaying some life-changing news to these young people. What also made me laugh, apparently when you are surprised, like the, the human interaction that is, or human reaction that's universal is apparently, like you have to grab your mouth, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> every single one of them uh, in some form or fashion grabbed their mouth and just didn't know what to say. But yeah, man, that was really, really cool and, and honestly a great idea. Well, Sam, thank you as always for jumping on with us. And uh, when we talk to you next week, we'll uh, already have some playoff games in the books. So that'll be cool. You got it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. There's our friend Sam Amick. Uh, check out his work at The Athletic. Uh, we mentioned it at the beginning of the interview, his, his latest, um, NBA Predictions Unplugged, anonymous scout coach and exec pick, 2021's first-round winners, is really good. It's really good. It is. Did you happen to see the video of the jazz player? I did. Amazing. Pretty cool. Yeah, huh? really, really cool. Yeah, it was cool. I, I you know, I, I thought that was a, a pretty spectacular idea from the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, he's counting preseason games, too. and A full uh, scholarship for every win. Four years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, uh, which is. It, it's amazing and providing opportunities for those that uh, might not get it. So. And as I mentioned, and I wrote about this, uh, to watch the players. You know, Jordan Clarkson. When he was giving that uh, giving that news, and there was so much excitement on the other end of the face uh, FaceTime phone call, whatever, it it was authentic. Yeah. I mean, Jordan was really excited for the individual, and that that makes all the difference when you're connecting with your community. Did you hear Joe Ingles describing uh, Jordan Clarkson's like outlook on life this morning? Uh, Jordan should write like a like a book. <laughs> Because it's just, he seems like a guy that has a really great perspective. Yeah. And Joe was talking about that, how he's, hes I can't remember exactly how Joe put it, but always in a good mood, always upbeat. Well, like I just, mean, and it was evident. Yeah. It was evident in that presentation. And uh, and Joe, the, the, uh, the one person said back to Joe, you're lying. You're lying. Joe said, <laughs> I would never lie to you. I was thinking, okay, that's a lie probably. <laughs> uh, but that is cool. If you haven't seen that, that video yet, certainly go search that yeah, out because uh, it, it, it's pretty cool. And you can read the column too if you want to. So uh, avoid that at all costs. <laughs> I'm kidding, I did not get Hooterville in there. No, anyway. you didn't no, mix no, that no. one in. Oh, man. SLTrib.com. You can, uh, you can check that out. All right, more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.